Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. Um, this is episode 444. Um, we've got a great guest. I say that every week, but we actually have uh, been really looking forward to this discussion. We're going to be discussing all things was, and that's WordPress as a service. And we've got one of the chief shakers and movers in this interesting area, Michael Short. Michael, would you like to give a quick introduction to the listeners and viewers? Sure. Like you said, my name is Michael Short. Uh, First of all, thank you for having me on here. Uh, So we've developed a a system for helping you create a website as a service. It's not just with us, but we have, we uh, integrate with WP Ultimo, which is another plugin um, that works for WordPress multi-sites. And so basically the concept is to just be able to create an efficient way to scale your business utilizing uh, WordPress multi-site. So that's great. And I've got my great co-hosts, Adrian, Adrian, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Hi, everyone. My name is Adrian. For those of you who do not know me, uh, I run a company called Groundhog. We build marketing automation and sales plugins for businesses that use WordPress. That's great. And before we go into the main content of the interview, I just wanted to mention one of our great sponsors, our main sponsor, which is Kinsta Hosting. Now, Kinsta only hosts WordPress websites. They use Google, um, the Google platform as their chief technology. Um, they just increase the speed of all their websites by almost 200%. Amazing. They were pretty quick anyway. And basically, there's been a lot of controversial discussion recently, um, which we're going to be discussing on our roundtable show t- tomorrow about WordPress being slow. And I can tell you, based on my experience, the main thing that makes WordPress slow is bad hosting. So if you're looking for yourself or for your clients, really fantastic speed hosting for your WooCommerce website, for your wars, for your membership site, you need to go over to Kinsta. They've got a fantastic interface, one of the best. And the main thing also is you get 20, some of the best 24-7 support on the market at the present moment. It is truly fantastic. They've been hosting the WP Tonic website for the past couple of years. They've been a continuous supporter of the show. Um, show your support by going over there and looking at one of their plans. And if you do sign up, tell them that you heard about Kinster on the WP Tonic show. So, Michael, can you give us a brief outline of um, what was is and how you got into this area? Yeah, absolutely. So, we actually were an agency for 20 years, a local marketing agency, and we've always been trying to find new tools or new ways to scale our business. It's always a challenge, and something new comes out, we follow those shiny objects, but we finally came across this concept of uh, creating a website as a service. At the time, it wasn't, uh, and at least I didn't know it as that. Uh, we came across WPMU Dev and saw some of the tools that they were using or building at the time, uh, one of them being called ProSites, which they recently abandoned. But we tried uh, building a WAS with that, realizing that we can create a system that we had in mind that we wanted to build so that we can scale our business quickly and efficiently. The thing is, is like with a digital agency, you can only get clients one at a time, right? Like it, 
to scale is very difficult. So let's say if I've closed five accounts in one week without having a large team behind me, it would be difficult for us to fulfill those um, those clients efficiently. So with a WAS, the concept is that they, your customers are going to sign up through your website and they can select a plan level that they want to purchase and then they can select a template that they want to use for their website. And then from there, we have a bunch of tools at WAS Pro that help the entire process make it more efficient and um, just a better experience for our, our end users. So that's how kind of we got started there. Oh, that's fantastic. Over to you, Adrian. <laughs> there we go. Unmuting myself. So what, what kinds of businesses actually benefit most from having their own website as a service? Are there like specific industries that, that greatly benefit? And are there others that kind of should just kind of just like throw in the towel and say, stay away? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say that Actually, I think a lot of business, I think more businesses than just developers are going to be our target audience going forward in the future. But currently, it's really the agencies I think will benefit the most at present time. Someone that has some sense of development, a level of development. We're actually working on some tools and stuff that allow other people to get into the game without having to know as much in the development side. But that's not quite here yet. So for now, I would say our target audience is going to be uh, agencies. And I would say as far as niches go, um, I would target like if you are an agency and you're targeting a specific niche now and you have relationships, that would probably be your best place to start, I'm, I'm assuming. So <clears throat> obviously there's going to be some aid, some niches that uh, may have a better a better opportunity out there for, for this certain environment. But I would say like, you know, there's a lot of people out there doing it for churches. There's uh, ours is for actually for, because we've been in the automotive industry since for 20 years of basically ours is based on auto care industry. And that's how we started because again, our clients were all focused on um, the auto care stuff. So not all of them, but we had a mass, a good majority of our customers were auto care. So anyways, I would just say that if you already have a niche that you're already servicing, that would start there. Right on. Uh, right on. Am I unmuted? No, nope, you're good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Back to you. Oh, so this this going because we we've we've used a lot of terms already. You know, that's you know when you're discussing something, it's unavoidable. So basically, can you give a quick because you know your own example? So you're using multi-site and you're basically offering websites and services for the automotive industry. What's in it for the client? Why, why, is the, why would the people in your, the sector that you're focusing on, why would they sign yeah. up for your product rather than just going and having a traditional um, website designed by a local agency? Uh, that's a great question too. Uh, the reason being is, uh, in theory, when you set up a WAS, you're and the because you're able to scale your business quickly, then ultimately you are able to also lower your prices, and so your customers are able to get a professional level website at a fraction of the cost. And so that would be the reason why, because there's more of once you set it up, it's kind of a hands-off situation. Although, like in our specific case, we've noticed that. Uh, we had customers that would sign, like we had a sit situation where we set it up where it was a do it yourself and they would just pick their template and be off to the races on their own. But however, what we found is that the majority of end users, our customers uh, have their own businesses to run and they're not web developers. And for them to get into the system, learn it and have it to make the edits and changes themselves, it was a bit of a daunting task for them. And so even no matter how easy we made the system be, um, it's, they still, it's just, it's kind of like a wall they see, you know, they, they have to learn a lot in order to make it happen. So what we've done is we've 
we require a setup as a part of our process. Um, and so that this way we're getting all the fundamentals, essential foundational things done for them in the beginning. And then they, from there, they can make easy changes um, as they need going forward. So the, the thing is, is they, they're saving a lot of money in the long run. Like for example, our WAS, we charge, we have three different plan levels. Uh, one of them is $7. It's just entry level landing page. Um, and I want to also actually, as I'm saying my plan levels, one of the things that uh, benefits you in OAS is that we, because you're focusing on a specific niche, at least that's what we recommend when you create a OAS that you do, that you're not trying to become another Wix or a Squarespace where you're gener- like going after the general uh, population. You really want to hone in because it's easier to target your market when you have a specific niche. Um, and so because you can because you're targeting a specific niche you're able to also put in the the bells and whistles that are specific to their needs um so it's a good it's good to have a good understanding of what your customers needs are uh, before, as you're building this out so that way it's not just a generic website that it truly is like for example we have a, a estimator on ours where they can get you know that they have damage to their vehicle they can take pictures upload it and it goes through the form and the form you know basically gets sent to the our customers so it's just certain there's certain things that you wouldn't necessarily get built out um I mean, or you have to pay extra for it if you're going to have a, another business do it for you. So all of these things you, you put in thought. And then so my second, our second plan is 67 bucks a month. And that's basically a full website that has all the features that they need. And then the next level is 267 bucks, 267 bucks a month, which will include ground, which includes Groundhog and all the automations. So those are the three levels that we have. Um, yeah, that's why we think that and so and there's like because there's a setup of only 500 bucks and we actually in our business model we waive it if they were willing to pay uh, a year in advance so and we waive the first uh, we not first two but we waive two months of their monthly fees as well so for 699 on the 67 bucks for 699 for 499 sorry um they get the, 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 oh, I'm sorry, for $670, they get their, if they pay that upfront, they get their setup for free and they get two months free. So it's a lot less expensive than paying someone $2,500 at minimum to build out a website. It sounds like you got like this really, really, really nailed down to, to a fine art, but for someone or an age, for example, an agency who has a niche, but they, but currently their model is Onboard customer, install website, get all plugins, themes, whatnot, do design back and forth, your typical like agency route. For them, you know, what's the spin up time to achieve something that you're talking about where it's like all of the templates and the plugins and it's just all set up ready to go? What's the spin up time for someone who's looking to get into this and, and start scaling their agency with, with websites as a service? Yeah, so for so for us, we can spin something up in a week, but that's not how it's taken us a long time to get to this point. Um, I would say that we, it took us several months, if not a, over a year, to really dial in our stuff um, to get to where we are. So <clears throat> without the tools and serv- stuff that we've put together, um, it, it's taken it can take you a very long time. We we've actually. Um, created some tools since we've started building ours that actually make that process go a lot quicker. It's just, you know, instead of having to develop a lot of these things on your own, I mean, there's a lot of things that our our tools will do that you can probably do with ACF or pods or whatever, but um, we built the tools to make that process go faster and something that you don't even have to think about all this, all the ideas are, are, excuse me, already built in. So I would say, and realistically, to answer your question, for the people that are getting started, it would probably take about a month, maybe two months to get up and running with a nice, efficient West. Like with like your like minimum viable thing that you could sell. 
Yeah, probably. And from there, it's continued to tweak. I, I think the majority of the time is going to be spent on thinking out what you want to do, like what what are the templates are going to include, where you're not going to include that kind of stuff, and you know, targeting your what market are you going to target, and that and designing that kind of stuff. It kind of takes a little bit of time, but um, yeah, I would say within a month you could probably do it if you take out the thinking process out of it, because obviously thinking can get then can paralyze you sometimes and make you, you know, hold paralysis up. by analysis. Exactly. Yeah. Right on. Jonathan? So um, how do you deal with the client? You know, you're, you're, you're selling a service, a, a was, you're selling pre-designed templates. How do you deal with that client that wants to pay like $500 or $600? I think it's between mm-hmm. six and seven, but actually wants a full custom design. And they are, they sign up for you. They say, well, can't you change that home page? Can't you change some of those other pages? Um, oh, you're going to charge me extra for this. I never realized that. I thought, uh, you know, I, thought I was going to get something that, that really suited me. This, you know, I, I'm not very happy. How do you deal with those type of customers, Michael? Yeah, you know, the beauty of OAS actually is they can see what they're going to get before they actually buy it because they can see the templates. They can see exactly what it is. And then and on our landing page or sales page, um, it basically spells out exactly what they're getting. So if they ever come to us with those sort of challenges, which we haven't had that happen very often, uh, we, we really pride ourselves on our customer service and I'm sure most people do. So we're, we're going to take care of our customers the best that we can. But um, if it really is at a sticky point, we do have it very clear, spell, spelled out very clearly on our website. So so it, it's really about that, making it very, very clear what the offering is in yeah, and, based and on I, your your experience. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think it's I think because it's a WAS already, I don't think it takes much to make it very clear. I mean, they truly get to see all the templates, they can see how they function. You're just telling them we're gonna change, you know, have the ability to change your content and change your logo and make some modifications to change the colors to match your brand. But it's really not a custom site. And I think you know, it's it's very clear when you get to their site and see that that's it's, that's not the case. Now, obviously, this is a foot in the door opportunity. I mean, this leaves you if they do want something super custom, then it gives you that opportunity to have that conversation with them and bring them on as you know more of the agency work if that's something you want to do. Um, but it's not, you know, it's it's I don't I haven't had that issue to be quite honest, and I haven't heard very many people in our WAS group um, say that they've had that issue either. So just a quick follow-through question before we go for our break is um, what are you using a framework to build your themes off? And if so, is that in-house or did you choose something like Astro or, or um, Studio yeah. Press, you know, Genesis, what are you building the themes off on? Yeah, there's um, there, that's the beauty of the WAS setup in building it yourself with WordPress is that you really have as many options as you want. You can use anything that you want to use. We recommend, I mean, there's a few of them out there. We have a plugin called Site Settings Pro that integrates with specific themes, uh, some of them including Astro, which is the one that we use. Page Builder Framework is a great one. That one started it because of WAS. Um, I don't know if people, many people know that, but Page Builder Framework, then Divi is another one that uh, some people use, not many people, but some people do who are WAS. Um, Ocean WP, those kinds of things. So we have a handful that uh, we recommend that actually work and integrate with our tools. Um, but then if you, you know, if you're not interested in using our tools, you don't obviously have to. So you can use any anything that you'd like to use. That's fantastic. We're going to go for our break, folks. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be discussing more of this fascinating world of WAS 
WordPress as a service, something you should might be thinking of, you should be thinking about doing in the new year. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com just like the podcast we're coming back it's before Halloween the ghosts and goos are out. I, I, I was going to resist mentioning it but I just couldn't so um, over to my co-host I'm not saying he's a ghost he's a nice Canadian boy uh, over to you Adrian um, so if you're an agency right now and you're like, all right, you know, this is all sounding really, really, really good to me. What, because since you were an agency and maybe you can share with us your personal experience, but you know, being that agency for, for 20 years, and I'm sure you have a whole like repertoire of clients. What's the strategy to move those clients that have their sites? Or do you even move those clients over to your OS? Is that something that you even attempt? Do you leave those clients who own? You know, what's what's the strategy from adopting this from, you know, a long-term agency standpoint, doing this for the first time? Yeah, I, could, I mean, I can only speak for myself. Um, because our agency work, our clients are spending a lot more than what they are would be spending in ROS. So it's not something that we would re- necessarily want to transition them over to. Um, but we've been able to establish relationships and connections inside of the industry that we're targeting. And so those new customers are the ones that we're more specifically um, concerned about adopting into it. However, um, yeah, that's that's really. I mean, obviously, if you if that's part of your strategy, you can certainly do so. It's going to take a bit much. I'd probably use something like all-in-one migration tool, bring them into your multi-site environment. Um, the beauty of uh, multi-site, though, is the the fact that you can manage all your plugins and everything and themes and everything in all in one place. And also that it's on a subscription base. So they're they're signing up to a plan, you assign them to a plan, and then they're paying on a monthly retainer or a monthly fee. Um, and so if they don't pay, which is great about this, I know, I know I'm sure other agencies have had this challenge where you're chasing your money after you finish building out a client site. Um, and then if you, you know, it's just, it's bad blood if you go and shut their site down. Well, if you put them in a system like a WAS and, and, and they don't make a payment, then their site's going to go down because the system shuts them down, not because you made a personal call on bringing their site down. So I feel like it's going to, it's just going to help you collect your money better. It's going to help you um, maintain your, a good standing with your clients that don't pay very well because they're, they're it's just like a, having a service like Netflix or, um, you know, I don't know, Hulu and all those other things where it's more, where it's um, monthly recurring fee that if, you know, they don't pay, then they, the, their service gets shut down. So I've, I, I've seen some pretty interesting uh, attempts at collections for money from, from freelancers or agencies. One time I went to a site, I don't remember what for, but just in big, bold letters on a white screen in the middle of the page was like, this person, and it said like their full name, who <laughs> lives in this city at this address, owes me this amount of money, and I have shut down their site until they pay it. Oh, so it so, sounds like you visited one of our ex-customers. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> so I, it's, I mean, it's like super great because, you know, it's like, why did you shut down my site? I'm just like, oh, sorry, you didn't pay your bill. The system shut it down. I personally did nothing. I was on a beach somewhere. <laughs> right, exactly. That's it works, awesome. It works great for that. Jonathan? So I'm going to ask you a pretty, now I'm notorious for asking multi-layered questions, but with Adrian's help, I think I've cut it down, Michael. But this is going to be a big question. So maybe you can just give a couple maybe real tips you know, so you found a niche, you found your product, you're going to build a multi-site aimed, you're going to build a was aimed at this niche market, but how how do you publicize it? How got any tips about how you get the message out to the people in that particular niche industry? Yeah, absolutely. There's obviously multiple ways that you can do that. You can run Facebook ads, some of the simpler things, because you could target a specific industry or a specific type of job. Um, but one of the things that we like to do is we've created a Facebook group. And so it, it's important to become a key person of influence within your space, in my opinion. And so by creating a Facebook group and just starting this conversations and just letting them, you know, just being a part of that and letting them know that you understand their needs and not necessarily trying to pitch them, but just, you know, just be a part of those conversations. And eventually you can start pitching your stuff and just give, helping them out in ways, you know, lead magnets and things like that. And that's a good way. Also, um, one of the things that's helped us is creating partnerships with other companies that are in in the similar industry, but not necessarily competing. I think that's a great way of doing it as well. Like, for example, we have a client that um, is a school that teaches guys how to fix dents on their cars. It's called painless dent repair. And so we've partnered with them because he's got students coming in and out of his school all the time. And so, you know, he's he's pitching our, our stuff because they're, they're new companies or they're existing companies that need websites or they're new, you know, entrepreneurs that are trying to get a start and learn a new, new profession. So, you know, things like that, just kind of keep your eyes and ears open to some, some of the partnerships. I think those are the best ways always, you know, third, third party referrals is, is um, the best way to get business. So that's what I would recommend. And then now obviously you can go back, you can go to just getting online, doing some Google searches and looking at people's sites and seeing how bad they are. I mean, I know there's tools out there that help you with that as well. I think it's one's called Leadscope or something like that, that we've used in the past, but you know, there's things that there's tools out there that you could utilize that to make it efficient to go. I mean, you can even hire, um, what are those people called? Tele what do they call them? Telemarketers. Telemarketers. I don't know why that slipped my mind, but yeah, you can hire telemarketers. I've tried that. That didn't really work well for us, but you know, it's a possibility. There's if you nail it, figure it out. So that's that would be my recommendation. Some, some niches are more susceptible to telemarketing than others, for sure. Yeah, totally. And it's. I, I just want to make a comment. It's amazing on the path. You know, everybody's like Facebook ads, PPC. Email marketing. There's there's no substitution for the power of of, of word of mouth marketing. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an email marketing company and digital marketing company, I I can you know vouch for the fact that literally like ninety percent of all of our customers have just come through people saying, "Hey, listen, you should go check this out." So if any if anybody's worrying on, wondering on where to start and what you know where you should spend your time in terms of marketing. Uh, I used to be like, we should do PPC or we should do email marketing. All of those things just start with word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It's and and building those relationships and and you know, I think becoming the influencer in your niche. I think you're spot on there, Adrian, because I, I really think paid advertisement is the kind of gasoline on the fire. I, but you, absolutely. You, but if you haven't really notched down your business proposition and your internal systems and the clear marketing message, it's probably going to be kind of semi wasted money, really, because. You, you you really need a little bit of time and to really 
clarify what your marketing message is. And you've you've had that road, I'm sure Michael has as well. Um, I just want a quick follow-through question about partnerships. You know, you mentioned this dent company and that. Can you give some insight about, you know, if you don't want to go into real specifics about what your business arrangement is with a Pacific partner, I totally understand, Michael. But if you can give, first of all, how do you approach, how do you identify possible partners? And then how do you, how do you do the initial approach? And did you learn any lessons with the first few um, possible partners that you approached? Yeah, so my partners have come from relationships that I've already had. I have um, reached out to actually a couple and they, they've actually turned into partners too now that I think about it. So basically, I just, you know, you, you're showing them that the service is, um, and ours, we have an affiliate program, so it's trackable. You can see exactly how many leads that they've sent to our system to purchase a website. So I would say, you know, you want to have those things in place because, you know, having to trust word of mouth or, or, or rely on somebody else to say, yeah, yeah, I brought somebody and, you know, trying to keep track because that's difficult. So we, we actually integrate with affiliate WP for our specific WAS. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, we also have an integration for Thrivecart with one of our plugins. And so if you want to use their affiliate programs, our system, then you could do that as well. All right. And just from my own personal experience, cause I, cause I feel like over the last year of doing the whole groundhog thing, I've built up a, some, a few partnerships and, and just from a, a personal like anecdote standpoint, the, the best thing you can do at least to start the conversation is just to become someone's friend yeah, <laughs> and offer value to their community first. You know, it's uh, yeah. there's um, a great quote out there uh, from a guy named Zig Ziglar. It's like, if you help enough people get what they want, you can have what you want. So if, even if, you know, it takes a little bit of time and you're kind of like putting out more than you're receiving, don't worry. The universe is built in a way so that it'll come back to you. But the best thing you can do is just go and enter somebody else's community, offer value, become someone's friend. And then uh, more often than not, they will approach you as to how they can essentially reciprocate in terms of value. So that yeah. is, that's how I've approached partnerships. And You bring up a good point. That reminds me, we've done the same with uh, Facebook community group um, administrators and we've yeah. given discounts on, sometimes we've even given away a free website just to, so that they can utilize the service for themselves and test it out and see how much they like it. And they end up becoming raving fans and, and they put, and they have access to a bigger community and they have trust and all that stuff. They're the influencer in their community. So that's the best way actually to get the early start, you know, start, you're there's there, there's there's no substitution for for being someone's friend <laughs> yeah. and offering value like there's just you know no 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 amount of money or like you know code uh like cold emailing contact pages being like become an affiliate can replace offering some form of value and even you know an affiliate link won't even be required in the transaction at that point as long as you're just providing value to each other totally yeah. i've just got a quick question before we wrap up the actual podcast part of the show and then we go on to bonus content michael um basically um so you set up the site for the client um this is a slightly two-part question so they they still got to provide the content um have you got any tips or insights about how to get them to get the content into the new website as quickly as possible because yeah. the quicker you can do that, the less chance there is of them bailing out if they're not paid for a, a yearly contract with you. And secondly, how much um, do you use a page builder or Gutenberg? How much um, flexibility do you give them to actually change things 
on the, on the websites that you're provided providing? Awesome question. So we've actually developed. I'm doing quite well. Where <laughs> You really are. You really are. At least setting me up here. Very specific. I love it. Yeah, very specific. So to answer your question about um, what page builders start backwards, I guess uh, page builders and being able to have access to them. We've created a tool that's um, it's called Live Editor Pro for Elementor. We have one for Oxygen and we have one for Beaver Builder. And basically, it's just not it's it's given them just a limited just enough limited access to make the changes that they need to make on the front end of their site um, with just the content and change out the images that kind of thing without moving things around and stuff so that you get less customer support tickets and things like that because they're really not designers. They just want to make the edits to the templates that they have. Um, so. So we have that. We have those tools. We also have a um, site settings tool, which gives them the ability to put in their company information, uh, change their colors, their change their font styles, things like that that you would normally see inside a customizer. We brought it into the dashboard so that it's just easier. Because one of the challenges with WordPress is that a new user, a person that's not a WordPress developer, um, is learning having to learn three different places to make changes to their website. You've got the customizer, you have the dashboard, and you have the front end of a page builder. And so we've tried to create tools to make it all like take away some of those things so they can make easy changes to their site. So we got rid of the customizer by bringing it into the dashboard with Site Settings Pro. Also during the setup process, we've made another plugin called Settings Wizard Pro that integrates with our Site Settings Pro that basically asks them the questions through a wizard sign-up process. So that way, by the time they're done signing up, their site is actually almost done. I mean, it's literally almost done. Um, that's one of the benefits. Like they don't realize that they're paying us $499 to make very, very small changes because they're doing most of the setups themselves. Um, that the, What we do is our plugins will give us a short code for our templates and we put those short codes there. So whenever they fill out the information, it automatically goes to where the, you know, the information goes exactly where it needs to be on their website. So it's really, they're doing all the heavy lifting um, after, by the time they're done with uh, getting set up. So it's really easy. Oh, and I was going to say all of these tools, and because I haven't mentioned it yet, uh, we have a website called was-pro.com. So if you're interested in any of these tools I'm talking about, you can pick those up there. <laughs> well, I was going to, I was going to ask, you know, what what's the main place that they can find more information about your service and what you're up to? But you've just said that. Yeah, that was, uh, I was also uh, the Facebook. I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, the Facebook community too. You probably want to check that out if you have any interest. There's a lot of people in our Facebook group that are always talking about um, just strategy, talking about development questions, things like that. That um, it's just a really active group, and it's pretty cool that to be a part of it. And so that's at WASPRO uh, Word, Was Word Pro Developer Network. Yeah, that's how you can look up. That's the keyword. Uh, right. not, yeah, you can look that up. You'll find it. But I've since changed the name, but that's what basically it is. Yeah. Well, I've got to say, Michael, I feel that you're you've got the right setup at the right time. Actually, I think all luck needs a lot of work <laughs> behind <laughs> the scenes to get into that lucky space. But I actually think you're in a really, really interesting area with the right tools and knowledge at the present moment. So I think two I think two hundred twenty is going to be a great year for you, Michael. So. Adrian, how can people find out more about you and what you are up to? So if you're in need of marketing automation uh, for your website as a service or just your business in general, you can head over to groundhog.io. Today, if you're listening to this on Halloween, October 31st, today is the last day you can purchase uh, what is essentially an extreme amount of value for a very uh, low amount of money. It's our all-access pass. Uh, and that is only available to the end of today. And then tomorrow we have some new pricing. And But if you go and purchase it now, you're basically just locked in for life. And it's a super awesome deal that will never be available again. <laughs> so uh, yeah, 
marketing automation, uh, email marketing sales pipeline, groundhog with two G's dot IO. That's great. Groundhog is awesome, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and if you want to support the show, the main thing you can do is go to over to iTunes and leave us a review. It really does help the show in the ratings and it helps us get great guests like Michael and have great conversations that give you some insight about how to build uh, how to build great things in WordPress, learning management systems and marketing. We cover a broad stream of interests between me and Adrian. We'll see you soon, folks. We'll see you next week where we have another fantastic guest. See you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.